Hey everybody, my name is Austin. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Colton. And we're three close friends who have a desire to share our lives, experiences, and our pursuit of Christ all from a biblical perspective. You're listening to the Exiles Podcast. Let's talk about it. Welcome back to another episode of the Exiles Podcast. Hey, real quick, before Colton jumps in... If you have not subscribed to our Apple podcast or Spotify podcast, I want you to go ahead and go back over there and just click subscribe. That way you can keep up to date with all of our latest videos. We can also, you can also download them on Google Play and other major podcasts. That's not, did that sound like I read that off? Uh, no, man. I thought you did a pretty good job there. Sounded very casual. Okay, cool. I didn't read it off though. I, I really didn't. But I was trying to make it sound like it was somewhat rehearsed, but it wasn't. Mm, 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 mm. It's all about the rehearsal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Awesome. What's been up, dude? Man, I am sitting at lunch break. <laughs> which is a, <laughs> it's a really weird um, time to record, but it's kind of cool. So I'm at Lost Rabbit in Madison, Mississippi. So Lost Rabbit is a neighborhood and it's right off the Barnett Reservoir. And so staring at the res watching people ride their boats fish and it's a it's a pretty scenery i'm really enjoying this uh this creation oh yeah absolutely yeah. Mm, it's yeah, beautiful it's awesome i love that well i'm looking at i'm looking at four walls two computer screens and a closed door so <laughs> i would probably say that my view marvel's your view so, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, man, the the men who created these walls, they really put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. So you gotta you gotta respect it. You know what I mean? There you go. Bring in the Imago Day. You know we Imago we, Day. We were created and we uh, represent and mimic the Creator by creating other things. I like the connection. Oh yeah. What you were doing? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> That was that's right. I, I didn't even mean to, but I did it. Um, well, we're missing our third amigo today. You know, he was sick for like a month with West Nile. Classic. And then he came back for one episode, and then he was like, "Hey guys, I'm going to submit my PTO time to you." So <laughs> Jonathan is taking some PTO, <laughs> or is it? It's, it should be VTO. Here, time off. There it is. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't get paid for this. I was going to say, me and Jonathan as the lackeys aren't getting paid. So if you're getting paid and we're not getting paid, then there's there's going to be a union that's going to be formed. <laughs> I'm not getting paid. Oh, that's right. Uh, you're just not that good yet. Not yet. Well, but, Colton, I don't want to waste any time. Um, yes. We both have work to do today. And so I want to honor our bosses. But also want to just take the advantage of a given lunch break as well by using yeah. this time to record well i am the boss so that you are your own boss are you your own boss yeah man i make my own schedule i work when i want to work i work how i want to work and who i want to work with interesting pretty cool I guess, I guess i didn't realize you were your own boss i thought there was someone over you shameless plug if anyone out there in the jackson metro wants to talk to me about a career give me a call what 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 career <laughs> I've talked about it already, haven't I? Oh, Modern, Modern Woodman. Woodman. That's right. That's where you yeah. work. Yeah. Well, hey, shameless plug. If any of you want to like and share this podcast <laughs> on social media or through text messages, go ahead and copy and paste the link and put it on all your platforms as well. Help us out. 
All right, let's get rolling, Colton. What is today's topic? Oh, man, what is today's topic? I'm pretty sure that we are talking about the one another's continuously. And so today's one another is to confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, which are one and two or two, two separate. I don't know. We're going to let Austin here read the passage that we're basing this on, and and then we'll kind of talk about it and and explain what we're looking for. Well, actually, you know, so I would like to stay a little bit in this passage in our discussion. And I do think that they go hand in hand. And the reason why I say that is because the writer of this book, James, in James chapter five, he puts them together. Mm. Um, And so they are they are hand in hand. So here it is. uh, Chapter five, verse 16 of the book of James. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person has great power as it is working. Mm. So there you have it. Confess and pray for one another and these two kind of go together man what do you think what do you think the the significance of confessing your sins to one another is because i mean think about it let's and we'll obviously i know why i think this but you know for the audience out there isn't confessing our sins to god good enough why do you think james puts emphasis that we should confess our sins to one another austin Confessing our sins to God is good and should should like it should be a common practice. You know, very rarely should we go to the Lord in prayer not confessing sins, you know, like because we sin so often. You know, even in Leviticus, it recognizes sins of ignorance, like sins that you did and you didn't even know you did. You yeah. know, yeah. there's a sacrifice for that. So I think that we should be very um we should go to the Lord very often confessing sins. But I think that the reason why James puts an emphasis here on confessing um, our sins to one another is because I think that James sees eternity at stake. Um, I think also like that's, and that's like a, whoa, you know, like whoa. that's a low statement. Um, eternity is at stake when we don't <laughs> confess our sins. Right. Uh, I do think that confessing our sins does a couple of things humility in our heart and it allows an opportunity for us to be reminded of the gospel um, and it allows others to bear the burden of oh. living Ooh. in this life together which is again one of the one another's it also allows us to properly love one another how can i love you you if i what's going on in your life mm, that's you know, good if every time I asked you, hey, man, how's your walk with the Lord going? And you're like, it's going great. But it, but <laughs> deep down, you're like, no, man, I'm struggling with sin. And there's this right. one sin that I can't seem to overcome. And like you just continue down that path. That's a dangerous, dangerous road, which is why I say I think James is indicating here that eternity is at stake. Can I show you where that is in the passage, too? Yeah, do it, man. So he says at the very end in verse nine says or verse 19 my brothers if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins Mm. so i really do think that james has that picture in his mind you know 
a lack yeah. of confessing sins is not a Christian thing to do. Right. It's common practice. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think it's, I think what you just said is a big deal. I think one of the other things that um, James is in alluding to this idea that you, you save, you save your brother from a multitude of sins. I kind of akin it to, uh, you know, just like in Romans where it tells us that because Adam ate of the fruit, um, death entered the world and sin entered the world right through this disobedience. So, so sin enters the world and then death follows. There's this natural progression of sin that mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, and we don't think about it often, but when we allow sin to, to go unanswered, unpunished, unconfessed, un, um, unmitigated, then it's going to continue to grow. It just is. It's never going to be content. Sin is never content, or our flesh is never content with a small thing. It's always going to continue to manufacture itself to be to go down the line into further, further, you know, problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you and know, James and, talks about that too. Yeah, yeah, he does. He says what? He talks about that progression that leads up to sin. Right. You know, and I and I think of I think of where where Paul also talks about sins that lead to death, right? Well, obviously we know that sin, all sin leads to, you know, eternal death, but we also know that there are some sins that lead to literal physical death. Uh, and, and how often is it that our progression of sin oftentimes, if we're not careful, can lead to physical death? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I think this is, I think this is where we miss the mark so many times as Christians. And I think this is where we get, we get terrified to confess our sins. We get scared because, uh, we're afraid that there's going to be this, there's going to be this judgment, right? That there's going to be a lack of grace. There's going to be this judgment. And so we keep it to ourselves. And in doing so, we cause ourselves to, to, to become even more reclusive. We go further into the shell, further into the darkness, further into the hole of sin. And it, it grows, it gets deeper. It gets, it, it, it hardens our heart. You know, as, as, as we see in the old Testament that, <clears throat> that as God Pharaoh hardened, Pharaoh, I mean, as God hardened Pharaoh's heart, Pharaoh also hardened his own heart to the Lord and to its, its goodness. Like the the more we indulge in sin, the more we harden our hearts towards the goodness of God, right? And mm-hmm. and it causes us to find ourselves in these deep pits of of sinfulness and and depravity that are ultimately going to lead us to something that. Um, is, is going to, you know, cause us to be separated from God forever. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when we, we talk about confession, that's kind of the first thing, thing that I think about is that when I think about my own sins that I struggle with that, you know, man, I want to make sure that one, I'm staying away from them. But two, if I'm, if I find myself consistently in them, or, you know, if I find myself sinning, I want to reach out to my brothers in the Lord, my, my pastor at my church or my people at my church, or even you guys and go, Hey guys, I'm struggling with this. Can you hold me accountable? Because, I know what's coming down the line if I'm not careful, if I'm not, you know, if I'm not, you know, being obedient to God here. I think also, so you leaned in on the confession part, on the prayer side of things, notice what James is saying. He talks about the power of prayer, that it has the power to heal. And so, mm. you know, we, we are like, we're like this all the time. Hey, my, my family member is going into surgery. Can you just please pray for them? Hey, I'm, I'm sick right now. I'm not feeling too well. Can you- to help me get over this cold or help me get over this flu or help me get over this stomach blood or whatever it might be. We're so quick to ask people for help in prayer. But when it comes to our sins, it's like, hey, I'm really struggling in sin. Can you just pray for me? 
um, and that the Lord would strengthen mm. me, the Lord would keep me from temptation, and that the Lord would guard me. Uh, would you please check in on me? You know, when we ask someone to pray for us, it gives them the opportunity to check in on us. Hey, man, I've been praying for you. Right. How has how has this been going? And it allows us to confess more yeah. sin. You know, so it just this it creates this endless cycle. But here's the question, Cole. Yeah. We okay. it is so recently I, I've confessed sin to you and Jonathan. I've asked you guys to pray for us, for pray for me. Yeah. And um, you know, it's hard. I even told you like how scared I was just to come to you guys who you know, we talk every single day. It was a terrifying thing. Um but just met with this is who you are in Christ. You are forgiven. You are not condemned. And I was reminded of that last night. We were at fellowship group and Nick Stafford, he's one of the teachers in one of, in our fellowship groups. And he came over to the Sunday night fellowship group to teach in Philippians four. And he only handled verse two and three where Paul um, implores Syntyche and Eodia to agree in the Lord. Right. But one thing that Nick pointed out that I found very interesting, and I hope that you see the connection here, is that Nick Nick pointed out that Paul, when speaking to that topic, reveals their identity in the Lord. That he he mentions that their their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That they're that they are beloved by Paul, that they are cared for, that they are part of the body of Christ. And so Nick just made this quick command, like when you're dealing with someone who is dealing in sin, remember the, remember their, uh, where they stand before God. Mm. Like they still stand forgiven. They still stand uncondi- uncondemned because of the blood of Christ. You know, obviously, unless their perpetual habitual sin continues without repentance and eventually church discipline comes. But in that early stage of sin, like they're still standing before God, fully righteous with the righteousness of Christ. And so the point I'm making is that when someone does confess to us, remember where they stand with the Lord. Like they are, they stand forgiven. And, and so we need to be, we don't need to be quick to be like, I can't believe you. You know, we need yeah. to be quick to say, and the Lord doesn't condemn you. I don't condemn you either. You are forgiven. And yeah. I judge you when the Lord has forgiven you in Christ. Yeah, I, I think I think that's such a good point, man. I think um, when we confess our sins to others, our immediate response or our immediate thought should be, how would I want this brother to respond to me if I was the one confessing? Um, you know, and and then in that confession, remember, like, OK, so. If he's confessing to me, how did my how did my Lord respond to me in my confession? Mm-hmm. You know, did, did he did he respond with with chunking the book at me or or tossing the first stone or or whatever? No, he he responded with with grace. He responded with uh, a humility of of laying down his life for my sins. You know, like I mean, I I think in this in this idea of confession, here's why this is such a big deal. When I think of Jesus on the cross, I think of how. He is he is being cast to the cross by men, and you know I, I think of two specific instances here that when when the Jewish you know Sanhedrin takes Jesus before Pilate and Pilate said he washes his hands and he says this you know do with him what you will his blood is not on my on my hands um, the Jewish people respond with you know his blood will be on us and on our children's children okay one 
Like what a <laughs> they like what a crazy statement that they have no idea what they're saying. That yes, you're you're exactly right. Jesus's blood will be on your heads, uh, not just in the sen- not just in the sense of um, that they are the ones who put him on the cross, but also in the sense that his blood gives them freedom from their sins. Right? Yeah. Like it's it's such a it's such a dual edged sword here in, in their words, but. But then I go just a couple chapters later, and we see Jesus on the cross, and what does he do? He looks up at the Father, and he says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Like, in in the depravity of man, we've put the Savior on the cross. He is dying. He is, he is paying the penalty of our sins. And on our behalf, he's praying to the Lord, right? He's, he's literally in this idea of confession and praying. He's praying to the Lord on our behalf that the Father would forgive us of our sins, because we know we we know not what we do, and I think I think we can even we can even take that and go, man, how often in our own lives do we sin, and we don't recognize what we are doing, we don't recognize <laughs> the sins that we're doing, and yet our Advocator, our our great High Priest in Christ, is still saying, Father, forgive them; they know not what they do, uh, and he is he is standing as an advocate. He's also standing there, you know, o- with open arms, saying, Look, you are my lost sheep. And I died for you, and I will search you, and I will find you, and I will bring you to the fold. Uh, and in doing so, there's this, there's a sense that hey, I will confess because of what Christ has done for me. Not only because of the forgiveness that I will receive after my confession, but also the fact that He's already died for me. And so my confession is made easy, quote unquote, because I don't have to fear condemnation when I do confess. All I have to fear is uh, it's a man fear. It's a, it's a man, manly, man-made fear, and not a not a godly biblical fear, right? So um, th- those are the two things that I really can I, th- I think a point I think of when when I think of this idea of confessing and praying for one another. And what a beautiful picture, an example we have in Christ our Savior, who when dying on the tree, is praying for us. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? He, he is praying that we would be forgiven, like you were saying. But it's it goes back to this idea that those who confess their sins and believe in Christ and have repented of them, uh, they are forgiven. Mm-hmm. And and so we need to we need to be following the example of Christ and going to the Lord and pleading with Him and asking Him to give these our our friends, our brothers in Christ, our sisters in Christ the strength to overcome the sin that Christ has paid for. Um, yeah. And I, that strength only comes through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, um, that, that Christ has given to us, the helper who convicts us. Uh, yeah. So if the Holy Spirit's convicting you, be ready to confess. Uh, yeah. And if someone confesses, man, be ready to pray. Like pray for them right there. Absolutely. Or, you know, at least let them know, hey, I've, I've been praying for you. Be, yeah. be quick to let people know I've been praying for you since you told me that, because it allows them to see the love of Christ in you too. Also, I mean, and in that, guys, if we if we if we don't pray for one another when we say we're going to, we are discounting the power of prayer. We are discounting the fact that our God has told us to pray for one another. He has told us to ask Him of things, and He will He will deliver. And we we completely ignore the fact that our God answers prayers today, right? Mm-hmm. He, like he, he, he will not only you know, take away our sins, but he will give us the strength to overcome sin in the future. And so 
You know, if you're not praying for one another, if you're thinking of someone right now that you recently said, well, I'm going to pray for them, but you didn't, then may I encourage you after this, just, you know, bow your head, lift up their name to the Lord. And and I think a lot of people think that prayers have to be super in-depth things. They don't have to be in-depth, guys. It can be as simple as, Lord, this brother is struggling. I, I lift up their name now. Give them the strength. Give them the encouragement. Let the Spirit work in them to to admonish and to get rid of whatever the dis, you know difficulty is they're finding themselves in. So, um, but along with that, let me. I want to just encourage one uh, one point of clarity, but also of warning. I think this is why confession is also really important. We've talked a little bit about that, but you know, Paul says in First Corinthians chapter eleven when he's talking about the Lord's Supper that he says this. Uh, whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For if anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you who are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judge ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. It's it's vitally important that, you know, we are identifying, we are we are searching our hearts, we are searching our bodies, we are searching our souls to know, is there a need for confession? Is there a need for us to confess our sins before the Lord? And, and I would encourage you, you know, I think I think there is a difference here. And I don't know if Austin would agree with me. I think there's a difference here. My confession to the Lord um, brings about a different thing than my confession to, to my brothers and sisters, right? Confession of the Lord, I believe, uh, and, and Austin, you may disagree with me here. I think our confession of the Lord um, frees us, you know, of, of our sin. I believe our confession to our brothers and sisters um, continues to keep us away from sin moving forward, right? I think there's a two, two different things because my brothers, I don't necessarily need their forgiveness, right? Now, if I sin to Vincent, absolutely I do, but my confession of sin towards my brothers um, doesn't forgive me of my of my sins. They don't have the power to forgive, but they do have the power to help me overcome because it is a it is a grace of God that the Spirit is in them and the Spirit is within me, and they can hold me accountable to those things. So, um, confession is trifold, or you know, I, mean, I guess twofold: confession to the Lord, but then also confession to one another, uh, to one another, and they they do multiple things. But then. You know, we, when we add in the prayer aspect, that is very clearly for, for me and you to do for one another. Yeah, confession confession brings unity to the body. Too. Absolutely, absolutely. When, when, when someone's living in sin, division's not far from it. Mm, that's good. Like you were talking about, we want to recluse. We want to we want to dig deep in our shell and, and hide. Yep. I would, I just want to end with the um, verse 17 of that passage. Uh-huh. It, it, you were you were talking about we were talking about praying, and just realizing that James does say the prayer of a righteous person mm. has great power as it is working, and mm. then he, then he gives an illustration or he points back to a time with Elijah and he says Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, so he was just like you, he was just like me, he was no there was nothing special, but he says it was a nature just like ours. And he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain. Then he prayed again and heaven gave rain and the earth bore its fruit. So you don't believe that your prayers are effective. 
remember verse 17 and 18 of James chapter 5 and that not only that but James is commanding us mm. to pray for one another especially when it comes to the confession of our sins because ultimately that's what's going to God is going to use to change the hearts of those who have sinned against him absolutely man I think that's so good but uh it also lets me know that someone has been praying for a drought in the Jackson metro area. We need to <laughs> cut it out. Right? Yes, if you, if please, someone pray for rain. Oh, man. Hey, that's, uh, that's some good stuff. Well, guys, that's going to wrap things up for us today. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at The Exiles Pod, as well as private message us any questions you may want answered. You can also contact us with your questions by emailing us at theexilespod at gmail.com. We have a new podcast every Tuesday, or we try to. And so before you exit off, please be sure to leave a review, share this episode with your friends, drop a like or a love. And until next time, peace. See you.